Welcome to Ink Drinkers, a literary tea party podcast where we discuss books and drink tea. What did you think of my playing, Marissa? Wow. I, I'm in awe of your talent. I got really good really fast. You did? My... Like um, a couple days? Yeah, it was delivered on Tuesday, and I can already play Mozart. I mean, you you should probably get that looked at. I mean, I think that you missed your calling in life. Cl- clearly, I did. <laughs> Just kidding. My piano plays itself. Adult Adult prodigy. <laughs> Uh, yeah um i mean you can discover a a talent that you have that you're exceptional at later in life i'm not gonna lie like i've been i've been pretty decent at it Um, i mean have you tried to just wing it and see what comes out no no i haven't (laughs) but i did play somewhat part of Amazing Grace last night, mm. and I sent it to my mom, and she was like, "How are you already doing that?" I was like, "I'm just, I'm just <laughs> that good, mm. you know." Um, it's been really, really fun. Well, it was playing lovely. It oh, thank you, thank You're you. Welcome. That was not me. That was <laughs> someone else playing Mozart, and then my piano playing it back. But um, yeah, I've been spending, like, I get home in the evenings, like, watch an episode of whatever TV show. And then sit down at my piano and learn. That's cool. It's been really nice. Like, I kind of just get lost in it. And I'm like, oh, three hours have passed. I didn't realize. It's time for bed. (laughs) (laughs) Or more piano playing. Yeah. Or I'll just stay up and keep playing. But yeah, I've I've really... I just... I like to look at it. Well, I will be here for your first um, at-home concert. Thank you. Thank you. Your mini desk concert. Um, we need to talk about the cool package that we got in the mail. Yes, let's talk about it. So a while back, we had an episode named Please Pass the Liquid Splenda. <laughs> and, uh, which is what we use <laughs> just what every, we, every yeah. recording. Yep. And I guess um, someone over at Splenda headquarters found our post on Instagram and um, offered to send us some goodies. And we thought it was going to be like some liquid Splenda or something and they sent us this whole big box of stuff and I'm just I'm in awe (laughs) (laughs) I think Um, we have the episode title (laughs) yeah um so they sent us mugs t-shirts a little bandana for Teddy that has like bone little bones and coffee mugs on it um some liquid Splenda Yes, lots of liquid Splenda. Liquid Stevia Splenda. Um, Some little Splenda packets. This little zipper bag, I guess, to put your Splenda in. Your liquid Splenda case. It fits. I'm assuming it's for the packets, but it does fit a liquid Splenda 
container, container perfectly. Yeah. Um, they probably did that on purpose. They, they knew. They knew. Um, but yeah, anyway, I, I'm just, it's really cool. Yeah, thank you thank to you Splenda. Thank you so much. We really appreciate it. We were pretty excited um, opening it. We were not expecting um, all the greatness that was inside. Yeah, I was like, oh man, this is a big box. I guess they just couldn't find a small one because of, you know, supply chain issues and stuff. I was like, no, there's a bunch of stuff in here. It's really cool. So we'll start drinking out of our Splenda mugs. Definitely. <laughs> for our episodes. Um, okay. Book time? Book time. Your turn. Okay. <laughs> so your witchy book a while back, um, or relatively recently, got me in the mood for a witchy book. Yes. So I read Go Hex Yourself by Jessica Clare. Have you read this? No, but I've heard of it. Okay. It was really cute. Yay. I liked it a lot. Um, <clears throat> it was pretty interesting. It was um, a 2,000-year-old witch. is looking for a new familiar, but in this case, a familiar is a human. Okay. That's um, new. Yeah, to um, be her assistant. Because just in case other people don't know, a familiar is usually an animal. Right. Yes. Um, So her current familiar is pregnant and due any minute now, (laughs) and so she needs someone else um, because... I mean, her her familiar's got to go have a baby. Right. So, yeah, yes. maternity leave for the familiar. Correct. Um, so, anyways, uh, there is an ad in the paper. And Reggie Johnson, Reggie's a girl. Um, I think her first name is Regina. She goes by Reggie. Ah, uh, okay. Um, she is kind of always in between jobs, and she's uh, has an a obsessive compulsive need to clean everything and organize things the way that she thinks is best and it's gotten her fired from a few jobs here and there Uh which you wouldn't think so but when she explains it you're like yeah okay that would be annoying (laughs) um she uh is a really good person who comes from a really terrible background in regard to her parents who are just awful human beings hold on so this isn't the witch this is this is the familiar sorry okay the familiar or the future familiar reggie right is looking for a new job, and she comes across this ad in the paper. And her roommate, Nick, is thinking to himself and out loud, who who finds ads in the paper now for jobs? Like, that's not a thing anymore, right? True story. (laughs) So at first, he's like, this seems strange, but the ad is for an assistant to help out with Spellcraft, which is a card game that she and Nick play every Friday, and they absolutely love it, and she's obsessed with it, and it's it's like a collectible card game. And so it's something to do with Spellcraft. It doesn't give a whole lot of details. She thinks it's a little weird, but she applies for it, and they call her, and so she goes to meet um, to see what it's about. Because secretly, it's not for a card game. It's Correct. for yes actual spells. Yes, but she doesn't believe in magic. Uh, I mean, you know. Hmm. Yeah. And so when she um, meets Lisa, who is the current familiar, who's about to go on maternity leave, um, you know, she's confused by things Lisa is saying because the ad in the paper said something different than what Lisa's talking about. And so she's really confused. And so she tells her, you know, you'll be working with a witch. And she's like, did you call her a bitch? (laughs) And and, um, And she's like, no, witch, darling, witch. And so she's like, I'm really confused. Like, so in Reggie's mind, she's thinking, okay, 
this old lady thinks that she's a witch and she's senile. <laughs> and so I'm going to be helping her around her home. That's like this big fancy house that has all these really cool weird things in them and she has like a whole library but she's extremely disorganized so there's stuff everywhere and Reggie is about to lose her mind because she's like I just want to fix everything I want to clean it all up this is chaos so she decides to take it because the pay is 25,000 a month what (laughs) where where does the I mean I guess if she's a witch who's 2000 years old. Yeah. I don't know. Maybe she just had money sitting in the stock market forever and just making a ton of money. Okay. All right. They don't really discuss how she got her. Yeah, mom. I mean no need. No right. need. <laughs> so, um, you know, as anyone would, Reggie's a bit skeptical like what am I getting myself into? It sounds like I'm just helping this little old lady and the l- the stipulation is that she has to move in. And Understandable. Yeah, because she I mean, needs you her need around your the familiar close by right. at all times. Exactly. So um, Reggie obviously decides to take it because um, her background, unfortunately, is um, one that her parents have used her and her identity to open credit cards and to ask her for money all the time. And so her credit is really bad. She has a lot of debt in her name because her parents are just like horrible. Wow. And they only come around when they need something. Rude. Yeah. So Nick is really her only family. And um, he always sends her picture, inappropriate pictures of the guys that he's dating. (laughs) And she's like, please stop sending me these (laughs) pictures. I don't want to see any of this. Like, this is too much. And he's really fun, but he has been the one to support her and really her only support system and the only true family member she's ever really had. So she doesn't trust people. Nothing seems to ever work out for her. Um, And her need to clean and make sure everything is put together is the only thing that she had as a child that she had control over was like making sure that her space was clean and that everything was in its proper place and um, because everything else was chaos in her life and there was no stability. Makes sense. So she um, moves in and she meets, um, so the 2000 year old witch name is Drusilla Magnus and she's of House Magnus. But of course. Yes. And um, Drusilla likes to go by Drew, and she asks Reggie to call her Aunt Drew. (laughs) And um, the first day she moves in, she asks Reggie if she wants to help her bake cookies in the kitchen. So Reggie thinks, I'm basically just taking care of this old lady, like like a live-in helper. And um, she meets Drusilla's nephew, um, Caliban Magnus. And he hates Caliban. He's like, it's Ben. My name is not Caliban. But Drew only calls him Caliban just to piss <laughs> of him course, off. Of course, of course. So he is very moody and he only wears black clothing. And he's just, he's a little menacing, but he's obviously really attractive. But he has a very um, nasty personality overall and he's never in a good mood. And he right away thinks Reggie is the wrong fit because she is not from the, there's like an actual 
company that supplies familiars that like they grow up learning about being a familiar and it takes decades sometimes to become a familiar of a witch or a warlock. Oh my goodness. So um, with her just coming off of the street and answering an ad that he didn't even know his aunt put in the paper, he's really upset. And they call them like a mongrel or something like that. Like people who don't have any (laughs) Okay. Any magical or magical knowledge. Knowledge. Yes. Okay. But apparently the ad is spelled to attract someone who has some type of magical ability within Mm, their bloodline. Makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it would be reckless if you didn't do that. Right. (laughs) So anyway, she moves in. Things start to go awry. Um, She and Ben have to be with each other in situations that come up. I was going to say, isn't this a rom-com? Yes. Okay. It is. It's a rom-com. And it's... um, it's not for the faint of heart. Don't listen to this without headphones on. Gotcha. So like eggplants. eggplants. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Um, yeah. Un- <laughs> uncomfortable. Okay. At times. <laughs> Good to know. Noted. Going in. Uh, one humorous aspect of the book that I really liked was they define people that they meet and in their lives as um, one of the members of the Golden Girls. So whenever Nick is like, wait, you're going to move into this old lady's house? And he was like, and she thinks that she's a witch? Like, are you safe? And she says, oh, yeah, she's a total rose. So they assign characters to each person. Yeah. And so she always says that Ben's definitely a Dorothy. (laughs) You know, I never watched a lot of Golden Girls. Um, Well, I didn't watch a ton of it, but I watched enough that... You know, I saw quite a few episodes growing up. Like, I didn't obviously watch it. Yeah, like, my grandmother would have it on when I'd go to her house occasionally and stuff. But if people did watch it, it's humorous to get those references. Because Rose is Betty White's character, and she's just, like, kind of dodo and really sweet and just, like, couldn't hurt a fly. And then Blanche is obviously um, a little promiscuous, (laughs) and that's Rue McClanahan. And then... um, Dorothy is B. Arthur, and she's just always in a sour mood, and that's a fun, like, connection. Yeah, um, but it's really cute, and I just like the whole aspect of it. And Drew's really funny because she comes off as this kind of dingy old lady, but really she's like this sorceress, and she's like really powerful, really and powerful, intelligent. Yeah, and yeah, yeah, it's awesome. Um, so yeah, it was just like a really it was a fun read and really witchy and I mean it was one of those books that you can't not like it. It's so it's been on my list. Um but I and I'm starting to get into that like, okay, fall is coming. Yes. Like we're at the end of August. Fall will be here soon. Yes. I'm ready for the witches. I will say this particular witchy book it didn't like go into you didn't feel fall vibes necessarily so this could be read anytime it wasn't like one of those books where you're like man this i can just picture the christmas in the air (laughs) if you don't live in louisiana (laughs) um but it was really good i think you'd enjoy it it's a light read okay i'm gonna bump it up my list and i feel like that i didn't look who the male narrator oh it's female male narrators back and forth between um reggie and ben but his voice is really some familiar i didn't look up his name hmm. and this just came out in april of okay. this year okay yeah it has a really cute cover tell me about your book so mine um 
is the book that I mentioned on the last podcast. I was like, I just finished this other book, but I'll tell you about it next week. Well, it's next week now. Um, it's called French Braid by Ann Tyler. Okay, I started it and I was doing other stuff and then another book came up that I had been waiting on and so I lost my hold on it and I forgot to put it back and... Okay. But I started it. I got to the part at the train station in the beginning and then I, I didn't really get into yeah. it. Yeah, okay. So it starts in a train station um, with uh, Serena and it's it's in 2010 and she's traveling with her boyfriend and... They, like, went to visit his parents, um, and so they're, it's after the visit, and they're heading back to Baltimore, where they live, and she runs into her cousin in the train station, and they have this kind of weird exchange where she, like, doesn't really know him that well, and he's like, oh, yeah, I remember you from grandfather's funeral, um, like, I sat next to you, right, and she's like, no, you sat next to this other cousin, and, and so her boyfriend is like, I'm, I'm confused. Like, how do you not know your own cousins? She's like, well, our family just isn't that close. So the whole, I was worried that the whole book was going to follow Serena and her boyfriend because I did not like the boyfriend at all. He was kind of awful. Um, But good news, (laughs) there's more to it. Um, It's actually this multi-generational family saga that takes place between 1959 and all the way into pandemic times. Okay. So each chapter kind of follows a different member of the family. I don't know if it's quite that rigid like I didn't pay enough attention to be like oh this is David's chapter this is Mercy's chapter but that's how it felt to me okay was that you know that we kind of followed a different um family member from time to time I like that yeah I think it's a cool way to to write the book um so right after we meet Serena and go through her story um, her present, almost present day, um, stuff at the train station. We jump back into 1959 when the Garrett family, which is who we're following, um, went on their first and last ever family vacation. <laughs> they just weren't the type of family to do vacation. They tried it out. It didn't go well. But um, so we have the parents are Mercy and Robin. Robin's a man. And then we have the three children, Alice, Lily, and David, in that order. So they rented out this, I don't know if it was a beach house or a lake house or something like that. Um, I think it was more of a lake than a than like a, you know, Florida beach or anything like that. Um, and they're all staying in this house. And so Mercy is not super motherly. She's just hands off, kind of like you you kids just figure things out for yourself. You're good. Um, and Alice doesn't like that. She's the oldest. So Alice tends to be very motherly. She takes care of David, who's the youngest, who's like eight, I think. Um, and then in the middle, we have Lily and she's boy crazy. And she spends like the entire summer, um, hanging out at her boyfriend's lake house down the road. Like she met him when they got there and she was like, hi, you're cool. Uh, and then they just started hanging out and like, okay, that's where she is all the time. (laughs) Okay. So that's like the main story and it all kind of like branches off from there. And I feel like a lot of who these people became, like was influenced by this trip, this family vacation. Okay. Um, so we do, we jump back and forth in time. We get to see each of the kids like starting their own families. We get to see them having grandkids. Like the present, the pandemic 
chapter is like David and his um, son and grandson come to stay with him because um, David's son's wife is a doctor. Okay. And so they, you know, they Mm -hmm. can't be around her. So, um, but like, it was just not much happened in the book, which usually for me is like, no, I need plot. Um, but I don't know. This one just kept me going. Like I just was enjoying reading about this family and how they all connected and their different relationships with each other and their spouses and their kids and all that kind of stuff. And I don't know. It was just like nice and homey and cozy. Well, good. Well, that makes me want to make sure that I read it. Yes. Put your hold back on it. Okay. Um, it, I mean, it wasn't like groundbreaking or mind-blowing or anything but it was just it was a solid yeah, read. it was just solid it was good well good i'm putting it back on <laughs> excellent tea oh yeah i forgot we had to talk about tea what did i where did it go i had it oh okay let's talk about this tea i haven't tried it yet have you i've been i mean no, i've been have. drinking it for a while hmm <laughs> So it's um, hazelnut cookie black tea because surprise, surprise, we were craving a dessert tea. Dessert tea's the best. I really was craving something sweet though. Well, we just had delicious salads. Yeah. From, from Fresh Junkie. Yeah, from Fresh Junkie. The Jamie Freeman special. Yep. Um, Quite delicious. So we needed to follow up with a little dessert. Here's a little ASMR for you. You're welcome. Okay. Oh. Um, so this is from the Spice and Tea Exchange whenever I went in, in Orange Beach. Um, here's the description. The rich taste of Ceylon black tea is paired with natural flavor of toasted hazelnut in the smooth and aromatic tea. Add cream and sweetener for a delicious dessert beverage. I do wish I had some cream because I think that would really oh, it would, make it pop. It would really pop with cream. Um, I think it's really good. I don't know that I like it as much as some of the other dessert teas that we have um, sipped on recently in episodes. But Agreed. I think it's, again, a solid tea. Yeah. Um, the smell of it smells like a cookie. Yeah. I smelled it and I was like, this smells like Christmas baking. Like, I think it smells a l- slightly better than it tastes, but the taste is really good too. Um, the ingredients, again, I'm just shocked at this. Uh, black tea and natural hazelnut flavor. What? I know. It's By just... the name, that's not what I would think would be in it. <laughs> yeah. Again, hazelnut cookie black tea. That's just so surprising. <laughs> Um, it's good though. It's, it's good. It's tasty. It's subtle. I have been drinking that praline tea from Spain. Ugh, so good. Like once a week. Um, whenever I need something just absolutely delicious, I'm, so I just, good. yeah. Oh my God. I love it. Yeah. Well, this is a good one. It is. Yeah. It's good. I, I would try again. 10 out of 10. I recommend. <laughs> I don't know about 10 out of 10, but sure. It's not 10 out of 10. It's about um, <laughs> seven and a half out of I was going to say seven. So yeah, yeah, we're on the same page. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The same page. Because <laughs> this is a podcast about books. 
Okay, you can just keep staring at me like I'm an idiot. I liked it. I was just... <laughs> um, can I tell you about a really good TV show that I watched recently? Yes, please. It's called The Offer. It's on Paramount+. Plus, and it is about the making of The Godfather. Ooh. So I didn't realize there was like a ton of controversy and obstacles around getting that movie made, including the real life mafia. Ooh, I didn't know that. Yeah. Um, And so Miles Teller is the main um, actor. He's, he's the producer in the movie already. And then there's, they have people play like real life actors, like the guy, um, Alex from Grey's Anatomy. Mm Mm-hmm. He plays Marlon Brando. Okay. He becomes Marlon Brando. It's insane. Like he looks like him and everything? Looks like him. Sounds like him. It's nuts. And then there's a guy who's You named, did an Italian uh, accent. There. I didn't mean to. And It's, then, it's nuts. It's nuts, okay? Um, and then, uh, I don't know this guy's name, but someone plays Al Pacino. And like, he's Al Pacino. A young Al Pacino. Like, okay, what? It's Oh my god, it's so incredible. It's so well done. It like I couldn't wait to get home from work so I could keep watching. Okay, I need to watch this. It was so good. Okay. I will say it it falls a little flat towards the end just cuz once they get through the actual movie making part, it it loses a little steam. Yeah. But it was still just absolutely incredible. And I'm telling everyone about it because I'm obsessed with it and I loved it. And thank you PJ if you still listen to uh for the recommendation <laughs> solid watch <laughs> yeah it, oh my god it was ugh. okay good well geez that is glowing i will be tuning in yeah i do i'm glowing about it anything that is keeping you sane or uh for and for that you'd like to share i mean i kind of already did i would say the piano yeah like, true a is keeping me sane and b like i'm really proud of myself for starting the learning process i'll have to show you after and i'll post i'll post on instagram like i've been taking videos of my progress each night it's, oh neat. it's been three nights so <laughs> um sorry about teddy in the background i i do feel like i've been making progress and it's been really fun i'm excited for you thank you what's what are you what, what have you got for me um, I actually had a phone call today with a, another female business owner who owns a marketing firm and she reached out to me on LinkedIn and we had a little chat about doing some collaboration work and she seemed really cool and I liked her a lot and I think that it's going to be, um, a fun partnership. So we'll see how it goes. Well, that's awesome. Yeah. Snaps. Yeah. Snaps. Yay. Okay, well, um, why don't we wrap this up and I will show you my piano skills. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds good. Cheers, guys. Cheers. Thanks for listening. Be sure to check out the show notes for the full list of books we discussed today. You can find that in your podcast app or on our website, inkdrinkerspodcast.com. And please support us by subscribing anywhere you listen to podcasts and leaving a review. You can find us on Instagram and on Twitter at inkdrinkerspod. Cheers. Cheers.